hello everybody and uh, thanks navratha for the introduction um thanks for organizing this session so we'll start off i would uh, like to start with a question uh, this is uh, typically how we start the sessions and um, my first question is uh, what is the purpose of uh, education what is the purpose of k12 uh, could anybody type their answers on the chat screen so as a parent why do i send my kids to school that would be another way to look at it uh yeah vatsala singh says to prepare for the future to produce useful citizens says uh, dr yogita i hope uh, others are watching the chat window too uh if you look at it right uh, there is uh, uh there's not much we are doing to prepare our kids for the future and uh, even for useful citizens right there's lot many things that could have been taught in school uh, that will actually make them uh, great citizens uh, just couple of days ago we saw what happened in us uh, people ransack uh, capital hill and that's definitely not what a useful citizen would do uh, so in that sense uh, it is uh, kind of broken i would like to share from uh, my point of view as a parent uh, see uh, fundamentally right uh, if i would live forever i would take care of my kids forever uh, but that's not going to happen i am going to go one day and after that the kids they have to take care of themselves and uh, that is my fundamental uh, reason as to why i send my kids to school correct now whatsala uh, uh, singh has talked about to prepare for the future i would like to ask another question what are the things that a school does or a syllabus or a curriculum uh, what does it do to prepare our kids for the future could i get some answers what is there in the syllabus or what is there in the curriculum that will prepare my kids for their future uh, yes doctor whatever are the various perspectives uh, you could uh, let us know at least one or two to start with uh, any any more answers i think if we if we get some nice creative answers uh, some insights i would uh, like to offer uh, 500 rupee amazon gift vouchers well no doubt and this how we work with the kids too so there's always so whatsala uh, singh is talking about a holistic development of overall personalities uh, it's it's uh, it's uh, it's quite articulate and uh, it's uh, very deep and meaningful but uh, if you look at the curriculum right uh if you look at the curriculum i think we put all the focus on math and science and uh, there is not much else uh, that uh, kids get to experience uh, so overall development is something that uh, we aspire for but the curriculum doesn't support it uh, it only supports science math and whatever happens there uh i would uh, i would ask another question uh you guys uh, can you come up with uh, reasons on why we give this uh, importance on uh, yep yeah there are a lot of uh, loopholes but it can be better uh, any thoughts on uh, why this massive focus on math and science not that it is uh, uh, so math and science right whatever we learn in school we cannot apply them in day to day lives uh, it is actually unscientific to use most of uh, what we learn in physics and uh, what we learn in math 
uh, to apply there. Uh, critical thinking is uh, is uh, is one of the aspects, but unfortunately, math and science they give you not only math and science. If you take any subject, right, uh, they put you in a box and you got to think within that box and you got to use that that critical thinking to solve those problems. Uh, I have uh, not seen um, people applying the critical thinking that they learn in say physics or chem or algebra into uh, into their daily lives. So I think I'll start off with the presentation. Uh, time to share my screen. Okay, thanks so much. Yeah. Uh, see, the education, right? Uh, we learned a lot of uh, algebra. Uh, you don't use that in 99.9% .9 of all the carriers today. You don't use it at all. Uh, we learned about uh, sodium giving an electron to chlorine and uh, it becomes salt. Uh, you don't use that in your day-to-day -day life. life uh, light, light travels in a straight line. In fact, I think in the third or fourth, uh, they teach about uh, decimal division. We don't even use that in our day-to-day -day life. So most of what we learn uh, in our uh, school days, right, uh, including the English. I think what we need is how to communicate, how to introspect, uh, how to understand the other person, uh, so on and so forth. So even in, in communication, I think uh, the syllabus and the curriculum, uh, it does a bad job. Pythagoras theorem, you all know, right now even Shahrukh Khan is teaching Pythagoras theorem, uh, but it is nowhere used. 99.99% of the careers, they don't use any of this. And you can't even apply any of these concepts there. So education, it just doesn't help in our day-to-day -day lives. Uh, but uh, we all got educated uh, because uh, we wanted to graduate so that uh, we could all get white-collar jobs. And uh, these jobs meant that we could have a, a steady salary and you know, we could have a good life. But right now, that premise is badly broken. So here uh, I have some examples from news clippings. Uh, we know how many graduates and how many MBAs and how many peons, PhDs are applying for peon jobs. So is the case for sweeper jobs. Uh, this is where the state is gone. Uh, there's also uh, Shravan Kumar. Shravan Kumar was from IIT Mumbai and uh, he took up a railway job, group D job. And uh, he said uh, he would uh, rather take that for stability. Uh, you can Google about it. Shravan Kumar from IIT Mumbai. And uh, he's taken a group B job. He has to carry 12 kilos of sack every day and walk miles and miles on the track to check if the track is working. And uh, this is the state right now. There is no job stability. So this premise of study, graduate, get a job, and your life is all set is absolutely broken. And uh, in that context, right, uh, this current education system will not help uh, anyone in getting jobs, uh, most of the stable jobs. Now, a future is termed as VUCA. VUCA is a volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. So right now, today we were seeing, I, I think the whole COVID is a typical VUCA situation. Uh, GST and demonetization was a VUCA situation. Uh, how the electric cars are coming and disrupting the whole automotive industry, uh, that's a VUCA situation. 
uh, Olas, uh, when they came up, I think the car sales went down. And uh, even today, uh, when we started the session, there was this voice buffering and the calls are getting cut. Uh, this is this is uh, volatile. So there is nothing in our syllabus today that prepares kids on how to handle VUCA. That is volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. This is not a term that I have created uh, worldwide. You can Google about it. What is VUCA? And this is uh, one of the challenges. And um, uh, this uh, VUCA keeps continuously increasing as we go forward. And uh, so education, there is nothing in our syllabus, there is nothing that we do in our schools that will help kids prepare and tackle UCA. They have to write UCA. Okay, there's, we are nowhere there. So if you look at it in a nutshell, it doesn't help in day-to-day -day lives. You can't use V plus, V is equal to U plus AT to decide on no, how long it will take for you to go to uh, the school. So v, v is equal to U plus AT is a physics formula you don't need mechanics uh jobs it is insane uh, today even engineers in top schools they're not getting jobs because of the weight of the graduation certificate in fact what is happening is something called as the graduation inflation uh i know this because uh, no 20 years ago when i joined infosys my starting pay is very comparable to the starting pay that they're giving now not even adjusted to the inflation and uh, there are some top engineering colleges that we work with and uh, a couple of years ago uh, a european company would come and take a lot of graduates a couple of years ago they said no 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 more graduates now we are taking only masters for the same kind of job and the same pay and now it has become even worse uh, the same automaker uh, they are recruiting engineers not to be designers but to be mechanics in their service centers so this is what I call as education inflation. You have to get more and more certificates uh, to get the same pay or a lesser pay. So education and jobs are absolutely, that link is completely broken. Uh, there's nothing to talk about future, uh, how, uh, how education can help kids tackle UCA. So what does the future need? So uh, future needs people who can do who can build stuff, who can create stuff. And uh, uh, in India, I think if you go back to two centuries before, everybody were doer, doers and builders. Uh, it is not like, no, it is only the Ambani's or the Tata's who could do and build. Everybody were into doing and building and that is part of our genetics. When you do and build, things don't work. And uh, when things don't work, they break. And uh, there's a lot of failure. And uh, when uh, when you're building stuff and when you fail, when you're inventing, this is something I know. I have been an inventor, filed uh, multiple patents. Uh, this has been part of my job profile to invent and build new stuff and take them to market and make them business lines. And uh, a lot of things break. Uh, today in a, uh, in a real world, if something doesn't work, you have to iterate, you have to think and you, can, uh, you have to come up with uh, new ways of doing it. You have to see why it didn't work. So if you asked Edison, right, he said, I know 100 ways on how to not build a bulb. And uh, failure is an essential part of doing and building. That's what the future needs. And there is no scope for failure in the current education system. You are branded as a failure and no, 
that project or that uh, task or a test you have not failed in a test or you are branded as if you are a failure in life there's no scope for essentially failure uh, in current system of course there's nothing about doing and building it's all about this learning stuff so when things don't work uh, we need to self learn uh, there is not much of self learning uh, that is built into the system today and uh, they have to iterate they have to ideate they have to continue this loop on and on so it is like fail and succeed and fail and succeed and fail and succeed it's not even succeed you make it little better and then you fail another point uh, this is what the world in future needs and uh, this is just not built into the current system here uh, you are a repeater if you fail essentially uh, no, uh, you are a failure in the education system and uh, this aspect is called as uh, bricolage bricolage is a, a french term uh, it's also part of pedagogy it's uh, this uh, this approach is essentially called as bricolage uh, self learning and making things better and better uh, this uh, you do this in a collaborative environment you can't do it alone uh, and uh, this is how all the scientists work this is how all the phds they write their papers they collaborate Uh, they look at things, they self-learn, and then they build stuff. And this is how the company is built. And uh, this is exactly how uh, the future is going to be. Uh, everybody has to go through this process. If you are, uh, if you are somebody who can take orders and uh, do a job, then a robot will come and replace your job. Uh, it's not for just one percent of people. This is applicable for everybody. Everybody have to think, do, build, iterate, and self-learn. But uh, the current school system, right? It is completely stretched and stressed, and uh, there is no scope for adding anything more onto the current system. The teachers can't take any more. They're doing a lot. Uh, the kids are doing a lot, and the parents are stuck in their own sweet lives. and uh, they don't have uh, time for the kids and uh, this is uh, this is the current situation uh, what future needs is completely different from what the school is offering at the same time uh, the school doesn't have any flexibility beyond the curriculum and beyond the syllabus and uh, all the gamut of work that the schools are doing and uh, this is where we stand i would uh, i would like to take one or two questions here uh are there any questions so far so i see vatsala sin talking about no the job of educational organization is to cater to the needs of the society unfortunately society they don't know what they want and uh, uh it is uh, here that uh, we have to come up and uh, offer solutions and uh, even educate the society on what they actually need any more questions i don't know if i'm just going uh, is the speed fine am i uh, are you people able to understand what i'm talking here any questions okay thanks so much i'm just going so this is what we do right uh, the schools they don't have Uh, any scope to uh, change on what is being done teachers are completely uh, drowning with work 
and uh, this is where we come and uh, help kids uh, seamlessly learn uh, self learning and uh, incorporate this process into the current system so first what we do is we sign up with the school and for every one of the classes uh, we walk in as a substitute teacher uh, this is a typically a one week process and uh, for every class we do a one time session on self learning so in this session students self learn self learning so uh, we walk through the entire process within the class so that uh, they learn it by themselves the, uh, and i would uh, like to play a small video here now on what the kids are saying after they have attended this self learning session by future ready kids to play the video uh, guys what did we learn in this session self learning who taught you self learning okay you learned on your own how many steps are there in self learning three steps okay do you believe you can using these three steps self learn whatever you want to self learn do you actually believe you can self learn whatever you want to self learn i think i'm done thank you so much so uh so after a 40 minute session uh we essentially don't teach anything uh, but uh, we walk them through a process and then they figure out how uh, they can self learn and uh, answer any question that uh any question that pops up to them so let me go back to the presentation yeah so in our case uh, there are uh, three steps in self learning and uh, each of the steps we have kind of codified into mantras and uh, each of these mantras is got a gesture there's an action uh, like a poem right twinkle twinkle little star even today we know how to do it we know the rhythm we know the rhyme and uh, we know the actions so each of the steps is got actions similar to that and because it's a poem they learn that step uh, uh, by hearing and there's also a logo created for each of these steps so uh, these three steps will get registered into uh, their minds so i would like to ask this question um, we learned uh, all this uh, pure sciences essentially what i would like to say is the molecular biology and uh, inorganic chemistry and uh, algebra and calculus and all that uh, guys do you have any thoughts on how how all these topics creeped into uh, the education system into the current curriculum why are these taught why are pure sciences taught it's not that uh, no all the careers need them none of them need them honestly and even uh, there was uh, early uh, before 1970s they were not taught in schools uh, so dr yogita says uh, no idea so let me start off so uh, the background to this is uh, the space race uh sputnik russia launched sputnik and uh, uh the americas they thought that they are going to lose the space race now the thing is in uh, early 50 60s and 70s right uh, that is the post world war era and uh, before world war uh, the western societies they were all into colonizing the entire world and they had all colonized the whole world 
and uh, the war came and liberated every all the colonies now the western world really believe that the future is all about space that they are going to colonize space after the earth is done uh, next step is for space so if you look at it uh, uh, there was a huge hype uh, created for sputnik if you look at the cartoons jetsons jetsons was a very popular cartoon that turned up uh, during that uh, so called uh, no early space age days uh, if you look at a uh, lot of music lot of articles and a uh, lot of things they really believed that future space tourism they are going to mine the different uh, planets and asteroids and so on and so forth and uh, everything is space and the person who wins the space race will be the country that will colonize everybody else so that was the thought and uh, with that mindset uh, what happened is uh, when uh, kennedy announced that in 10 years we'll we'll put a man on moon and come back a lot of money went into the universities in america uh for all kinds of space studies and uh, a lot of uh, seats were opened up if i could say in the universities for people who knew the fundamentals of pure science and because that was the demand of the universities all the schools in america and the europe and we all copied uh, we put in all uh, the pure sciences that kids had to learn now so that they, when they go to college uh they'll be able to use this to make better rockets to do mining and learn molecular biology and so on and so forth but what happened is uh we didn't get into space race at all because uh, it is not in human nature to go and uh, you know to go out essentially we want to uh, live here and we want to be happy uh, the premise of all humans is just to be happy and Uh, feed your kids and give a good future for your kids, and that's where it ends. So all that technology that was built for space, uh, that is including the silicon chips and the internet and everything else, uh, humans put it to the way that they want to put it. That is to connect to people and now to share cat pictures. That is the internet. So this is how all those uh, syllabus creeped into the education system, and uh, uh, we did not go in the direction of space. and uh, everything that is learned today uh, is kind of uh, absolutely uh, useless most of the things that uh, that come through in the schools so even if you look at uh, how history is taught right uh, history is taught about who came who conquered what is the war it is kind of it is still got a uh, that uh, lace of uh, con- uh, conquering and colonialism and that's how the history is seen too at least in the syllabus now that is what happened in 1970s but if we go back to uh, do you guys know about the genesis of school how did this kind of the current school system came about so now we talk about the syllabus you are going back and talking about the school system itself any thoughts on that so i think uh, i think uh, you guys love to uh, look up uh, so uh, it started off uh, during the industrial revolution lot of industries were put up but there were no people to come and work in the factories okay so they created another factory to create workers for this factory is being set up and uh, that factory that creates workers for the factories that are being set up is called the school system so schools and factories are kind of identical they all have uniforms there's a morning bell and a evening bell and there's this assembly line after third you go to fourth and after this topic you learn that topic uh, you have to pass this to go forward more most importantly uh, in a factory system right people shouldn't think they should manually do that trained uh, it is more about skill and training than about thinking 
so uh, school system kind of takes off that too don't think there is one correct answer and you have to give me that correct answer it is on, uh, it's it's about obedience don't think so all these are kind of bundled into the school system mainly because they started off as factories to create workers for the factories and today if you look at it there are no factories at all now all of a sudden uh, after your graduation you are supposed to come and think outside and do stuff on your own and there's no guidance uh, typically in the new age uh, corporates there are no bosses to uh, there's nobody to guide you you have to figure out on your own uh so that is another package uh, uh that is there so these are the things that we have to break up and um, uh, the first thing that we have to do in this context is uh, self learning as i told you uh, we have come up with a methodology where there are three steps in uh, self learning each of the steps is called as mantras each mantra is got a gesture so that kinesthetically you learn the mantra you learn it by saying a poem and there's a logo so that you learn Uh, the mantra from all aspects of uh, learning, and uh, uh, what we do is after these mantras and three steps of self-learning are learned, we want to habituate kids. We want to make it a habit, and uh, habituation is essentially conditioning. So any time that uh, you must be knowing about this Pavlov's dog, right? So we condition kids so that any time they have a question for which they don't know the answer. uh they get on to self learning and uh, habituation is not just in animals it is there in plants and it is there in worms and uh, this is a form of learning that is built into all organisms so we kind of tap into that so anytime there's a question uh this three mantras pop up into the kids uh, mind and they automatically go through this uh process and uh, they come up with answers now what we want to do is uh, this uh, what they learn in the session the mantras they have to put it to practice so they have to do rote learning they have to skill themselves into self learning you can only skill yourself by doing it over and over again so what we do is map to the school syllabus we give assignments once once a month Let's say suppose so in fifth standard i think in december they teach about the skeleton system and uh, what we do Uh, we give assignments which are to be done at home and uh, using our app because we are into self learning we give this assignments a month before the topic is taught in school so after the first time orientation every month students will get uh, home assignments these assignments are aligned to your syllabus and uh, we give this a month before the topic is taught and typically in schools you teach and then give a homework here we flip it around instead of giving after we give it before using a methodology the self learn and uh, that build so in each of our uh, assignments they have to build something so here they have built a crossbow using pencils and rubber bands and paper clips uh, it is something that's available in their homes uh, they don't have to buy any kits they don't have to buy anything from outside uh, they build this toy and uh, while building this toy they go through a uh, lot of questions lot of things don't work and they have to make it work and that is where the bricolage comes in and uh, but um, the point is right today all the kids they have lot of screen sense but honestly speaking they have very little common sense and uh, common sense is uh, is a primary thing for critical thinking creative thinking uh, logical reasoning and everything else this is the foundation and uh, without common sense uh, they really can't do any critical thinking at all 
so all our activities they enhance common sense to start with but uh, why did we yeah why did we build this toy we built this toy for transfer of learning uh, this is another very important aspect of uh, uh, intelligence that is can you apply what you learned in one field to entirely different field can you see the commonalities can you see how the systems work so here uh, they have to identify in this toy right what's a muscle ligament bone and a tendon it's all done using an app it's done at home so teachers are not troubled at all we are there to support the kids and uh, we do the whole thing and uh, they have to identify which is a bone ligament muscle and a tendon now they have to see how all this operate and finally they have to identify what is a muscle in a school system what's a tendon in a school system or what's a bone ligament uh, this is transfer of learning can you take this skeleton system and see how it works and apply same thing to this toy can you apply the same thing to something totally abstract like your school system uh, this is called as constructivism constructivism i i hope many of you know about this it is how you make mental models of how things work so the same model that is of a skeleton system is actually the same model that is used in a toy is the same model that how the school functions so this is constructivism ability to make your own models and to continuously work on those models and improve them and apply this model uh, to different places so that was one assignment that was done there they actually learned about rubber bands and how to tie knots uh, but they also self learned about the skeleton system so when the same topic is taught in school uh, students know it and understand it they comprehend much better uh next month it is related to stitching and it is related to math again there are no kits uh things are done with whatever is the material at home we do train the parents so that they understand the essence of this process uh next month it is cooking and related to ebs art history and english astrology and solar system so what we have done is we have taken all this lots of uh, or topics that are essential for day to day life like photography responsibility happiness lighting and plumbing and cooking and we have aligned to your existing school syllabus and all these are given as assignments a month before the same topic is taught in school and uh, this is how learning was in olden days kids would help and understand life and this is what we are trying to do and this we call it as a life ready series for 5th 6th and 7th for uh, older kids similarly they get hands on experience of various careers like future of agriculture uh, human microbiome product design behavioral economics iot uh, stand up comedy all this are aligned to your existing school syllabus they will self learn the syllabus they'll self learn this using the activities that we have designed by doing this month on month they get habituated into self learning we haven't done anything new so this is again how things were in the olden days a potter son would understand about the pottery and the whole uh, sales and marketing and building and what kind of clay everything by doing hands on this hands on learning right that is doing and self learning is again it is part of a biology this is how even the wild animals learn and this is what we are trying to do 
for the high school kids and we call them as the career ready series everything is learned hands on they self learn they understand the careers so they get a small understanding of what it is so they can make informed choices and decide on what careers they have to take instead of no i am not good in math and i'll do something else and in each of them a mental model is built this mental model connects that career to your topic and uh, this is this gets a constructive zoom going what are the benefits uh, it makes teachers life easy there is no change in time tables or processes nothing at all we come in as a substitute teacher once a year per class and skill them and enable them on self learning after that every month they do these activities at home instead of teachers giving the homework and correcting it we give the homework and we do the correction so there are no kids uh, there zero kids when students learn on their own they remember for longer and recall faster as you could see it is multidisciplinary it's got multiple intelligence all these are various ways to describe life multidisciplinary and multiple intelligence what we have done is uh, we have brought life and careers back into the current syllabus and uh, once kids know that they're self learning and they're doing stuff on their own it gives them enormous confidence that you can't beat so this is what future ready kids is all about teachers have to do nothing teachers have to do zero and uh, there are uh, 10 projects 10 activities 10 assignments uh, that are given once a month before the topic is taught in school and uh, this is how future ready uh, system works yeah so any questions i'm kind of done there what we have done is we have taken habituation which is uh, which is part of biology and habituation is how all animals learn you have put it into this uh, then um, uh, they understand life by connecting life back to the syllabus and careers back to syllabus and uh, this is what we have done i am open for questions thank you sir for uh, enlightening us today we actually yeah. had had quite an interactive uh, session with you if you can just check the chat box yeah. uh, and we have some questions already lined up for you yeah, yeah. Uh, dr yogita sarwal is asking can the whole syllabus as prescribed in the school curriculum be covered within the limited session yeah uh, it cannot be there are uh, there are a lot of topics which are uh, absolutely uh not connected to uh, anything in day to day life or they're not connected to anything in the careers so there are many topics and we find it quite difficult and those things cannot be done uh however we can address all kinds of subjects we have done in english and kannada and evs i showed you we connected cooking with evs um we can connect to all syllabus all subjects but not to every topic what we do is even every topic doing lot of activities will become a kind of a burden for the kids uh, we give them one activity or one assignment per month so there will be 10 assignments given uh, including the summer and winter holidays and uh, this 10 will be connected to 10 topics in your syllabus and uh, yeah that's what it is but it will be across the subjects all participants you can continue posting your questions via the activity section or the chat box if you would like you can also raise your hand and uh, present your question directly 
So Digavali Nageswara Rao is asking, what about the parent psychology? Because as per your way of teaching vocational subjects, does everyone submit assignments? Yes, everyone submits assignments. We wouldn't like to call it as vocational subjects. Uh, we would like to call it as uh, understanding life. Uh, if you want to understand lighting, right? Uh, I don't think it's 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 kind of common sense. We are supposed to know. Instead of teaching that light travels in a straight line, uh, there's an activity where they go around the house and make, uh, measure if the lighting in the TV room is right and how the lighting can be changed in the house. And uh, we wouldn't like to call it as uh, uh, vocational subjects because uh, it becomes cornered. Uh, does everyone subject uh, submit assignments? Yes, everybody submits. The reason is we come and give massive prizes in the assembly. And uh, there's a huge race on uh, who gets the prizes. And uh, these prizes are not what we choose. Uh, students go to uh, Amazon, they pick up whatever they want, worth a number, and uh, we buy it for them and come and give it in the assembly. So uh, there, I know kids have taken a 1,200 rupee Reynolds fountain pen and uh, no parent would have bought it. Now when that kid is wearing that in the school and walking around, everybody knows that he earned it. There's a massive amount of pride associated with and uh, that's one of the reasons. We give badges, uh, we put up uh, the winners in the uh, app that drives them. There was one more question by Dr. Yogita Sarwan. She is asking, uh, can we develop inquisitive thinking? Can this be developed? Uh, yes. The thing is, uh, if you get interested in a subject, you become inquisitive. Inquisitiveness is not, uh, I'm not very inquisitive about cricket. I, I don't know, but my son is very inquisitive because he's interested. So what happens here is, uh, over uh, 7th, 8th and 9th, 8th, 9th and 10th, right? They get hands-on experience of 25 careers. And uh, similarly, they get uh, 30 activities to do in 5th, 6th and 7th. And uh, it is very normal that out of these 55 things, right, they become interested in one or two. And then they become inquisitive in whatever they are interested in. And uh, we think that's the right way to make people inquisitive. Confidence development, absolutely. I mean, uh, no, once kids understand that they can do stuff on their own, correct? They can solve problems on their own. They can cook on their own. It's amazing amount of confidence. Kids who work with us, they, this is the school program, right? Uh, we conduct summer camps where they actually pick up real life problems and go solve the problems for real. And uh, uh, three, three of the teams that have worked with us, they built products and then they invented products, they patented and they're selling them on Amazon. And when kids see that the products that they build are selling on Amazon, massive amount of companies. Um, yes, there is a Future Ready Kids app. Uh, it can be downloaded after the school signs up. And uh, that is what we do. Uh, and as for the app, I think you can easily find it in the Play Store. And of course, the website also has been shared. That also uh, will help you navigate to the app so that I think you will have a lot of downloads today and tomorrow, sir, from our uh, audience. No, you can't. So app has got a login. So for the login, the school has to sign up. So that's a kind of, yeah. Mm, correct. So even if you do, uh, there's uh, nothing. Uh, sir, I do have a question of my own, if you don't mind. Yes, please. 
Yes, please. The question. <laughs> uh, yes, sir. So I was wondering um, why, why, uh, why has the whole aspect of involving and inculcating based each and every education plan, each and every education curriculum so far, sound wise? Why does it sound so innovative and new? I mean, life skills is something that is very basic and essential, right? Why do we? What has stopped uh, everybody else to realize the same? And I think this should have been in conceptualized when the educational frameworks were being built, right? Yeah, you are right. As what I told you, right. On this. Uh, in 1800s, they were built to create workers for the factory. When the system was built, everybody had common sense, mm -hmm. everybody had life, uh, life skills. So that need not be taught. If you look at, if you read exactly. Huckleberry and Tom Sawyer, right, they could grow vegetables, they could build their own raft and go around. But uh, now uh, we don't have common sense. That's a critical thing. What I would like to talk about two things uh, specific here. I wouldn't even uh, call this as life skill. Self-learning is a capability. Self-learning is a skill. Unfortunately, the school system does not believe that self-learning is possible. That is number one. Number two, I would, uh, while keeping self-learning at one part, I talked about VUCA. That is, future is termed as VUCA, volatile, uncertain, and ambiguous. What we are doing is every month, every assignment is a VUCA. Uh, every month, it's a new thing that they don't know what it is about, that they have to self-learn. Uh, every month it is going to be ambiguous. Uh, we have these questions like, uh, can you compare a school system to a skeletal system? That's a very ambiguous question, which has not got right answers. So while we are doing self-learning at one part, we are trying to enable them on VUCA, volatility, ambiguity, complexity, and uncertainty. All these are built into our activities. And I think this is fairly complicated as in, uh, until uh, even 30 years ago, until the internet came in, right? VUCA uh, was not a, not a necessity. It is only now that uh, it's a thing that we are understanding. COVID has kind of uh, driven the point home, saying that no future is going to be continuously changing and we got to, we got to whatever. So every month it's not an assignment, it's a VUCA that we are giving them. So, anything else? Amazing, sir. I also believe uh, that, you know, when a baby is born or when a child is born, they, they do engage in self-learning by themselves. I mean, Absolutely. you don't, even if you leave a child, they will crawl, they will turn their head around. But then slowly and steadily, we tell them what to do, what not to do. And I think that is where we, we start going wrong, not the child, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do have so the foundation of the we actually started with uh, you know, how learning happens in a single-celled organism, habituation. Uh, then uh, how it happens in mammals, that is uh, learning by seeing, by copying others. Uh, then uh, uh, during the industrial age, it was uh, pre-industrial age, the agricultural societies. There it is by apprenticeship, by a son helping his father. Uh, so that is how we kind of took all these aspects and built it in. So ours is kind of very closely related to the biology actually on how learning happens. Yeah. Yes, sir. So uh, Sachin Kumar has asked, in a scenario where parents expect 100% score in academics, how can a school find uh, some touch of creative? 
no school can't find time i think uh, schools are loaded with work they cannot so that is where we kind of step in and uh, we train kids to self learn and do all this in their home as part of their regular assignments instead of doing the normal assignments you are saying do this assignment and i'll tell you creativity uh, there is nothing called as creativity the thing is the school system trains you to give one answer for a given problem but our activities are designed such that they can come up with multiple answers and if you look at those answers they invariably look creative uh, there's no single right answer and uh, uh, <laughs> you don't have to nurture creativity you just have to stop that there's only one right answer for a given problem if you stop that creativity is the natural default for all all living beings actually very well said sir i think i absolutely am on board with the last line that creativity is not something that needs to be developed it is already present it just needs yeah. to breathe i'll say um the final question of the evening is asked by ms fatima who is asking one needs time to study and understand body language what tip would you give to the parents and respect to communicating with respect to communicating effectively with their children yeah okay so we have uh, probably i should have done the first slide which i kind of skipped um we have a training session uh, for parents on uh, how to parent and um, for nursery kids it's kind of a three year program on uh, how do you parent and uh, for 5th uh, 6th and 7th when they get into this uh, we have a orientation sessions uh, with the parents and uh, that kind of answers most of the questions or uh, needless to say i think even parenting you have kind of grossly uh, missed the mark if you look at a joint family right the olden days there was nobody to parent nobody had time to parent now we are kind of parenting and kind of ruining the natural thing so the answer in a nutshell is we take uh, orientation sessions for parents if that answered yeah uh, i think uh, yeah i think so we're done with the questions for today and i think we had a lot of interesting questions which were very justifiedly and very wisely answered uh, by you thank you for that i think the session also was quite it had it you know it hit the right notes if i could put it like that thank you sir for presenting us with a concept which uh, i think was much 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 needed it was like a breath, um, a breath of fresh air for all of us it was our pleasure to host you to it is all about um thanks everybody i think my coordinates are there uh you can you can message me you can pass me uh, i'm there uh, to work with your schools or if you want uh, speaking sessions with your parents i'm there uh, if you want smart projects and if you want to make your uh, students as future ready kids please reach out i'm done thank you so much thank you sir have a great day ahead thank you